Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today, happy April, April 2019, for those of you who are tuning in, not an April Fool's episode. This is actually a real life April episode. All week long, I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about control, like control your pacing of speaking, Evo. No, controlling various aspects of your podcast. And today, we're going to start with distribution. We shall start the topic of controlling your podcast about controlling the distribution of your podcast. Should you, in fact, control the distribution of your podcast? What do we mean by this? Okay. Podcasting is by nature open, as we see it today. You put an episode in an RSS feed. People then subscribe to that RSS feed. Directories list that RSS feed. And you're done. Great. Except it's not that simple. (laughs) Because why should things be that simple? There's a lot of conversation happening right now in the podcasting industry over whether or not having a podcast available everywhere on all these platforms is a good idea or not. And that is often discussed because of control. One of the arguments against putting your podcast on every potential platform is the fact that some of these platforms, uh, Google Podcasts, for example, well, Google Play, definitely, uh, and a handful of other spots, don't actually give you any reporting data. See, they download an episode of your file. Again, I'm talking about Google Play, not Google Podcast. They download an episode of your file, and then they serve that episode to the people who are subscribed on that platform natively. And services may or may not report those stats to you, but they certainly don't, in many cases, report it back to your podcasting host. So all of those listens that are taking place on some of those platforms, like Google Play, again, not Google Podcasts, you may not have insight into what activity is happening there. So for a lot of podcasters, they will say, well, why? if they're not going to tell me, I'm not going to put my stuff on there. Okay, that's an attitude. And let's talk about another attitude as well. Companies are taking podcast episodes now, putting them into platforms that have advertisements wrapped around those podcasts. Or if they don't today, they certainly will. I'm looking at you, Spotify. You know how Spotify works. If you're a free Spotify member, you have to listen to ads every X number of songs or tracks that you listen to. So there might be advertisements not embedded inside of any given episode, but during someone's experience, they're going to have ads. And so 
as many podcasters will say. If Spotify is making money off of these ads, and I'm not getting any of that money, why should I put my content on Spotify when they're not going to share any of the revenues with me? I'm going to punish Spotify by not putting my content on their platform. Okay, if you didn't catch the derision in my voice, I think those are both dumb directions. I'm sorry. Those are both dumb decisions to make. You can make whatever decision you want. I'm not saying you can't do it, but I am telling you that I think it's dumb if those are your reasons. Look, just because somebody can't get your content, I'm sorry, just because you can't get stats back is not a valid reason to not put your content there. All you're doing is stopping people from listening to your content, and that's a very, very bad idea. Now, of course, if you're getting paid for your content, you're on a paid platform, this is a different thing altogether. Clearly, I'm not talking about paid content, which I'm not, I'm not opposed to paid content. But if you're making your podcast content freely available, you should make it everywhere. You should make it on every possible node that is out there. And to not do so is just silly. And to not do so for silly reasons like, well, they, I won't do it until they give me stats. Right. I won't do it until they share the ad revenue with me. Right. Not happening, people. Just, <laughs> just kind of get over it. The idea is to be everywhere, right? If you're an author and you write a book, where do you want it? In every single app. You want it in every single bookstore, don't you? If you were making a movie, you want it in every single theater, don't you? Look, just put the thing everywhere. It should be in every possible place you can put it is where it should be. There should be no restrictions of how your content is distributed. You're being silly and dumb if you do it the other way. Don't restrict your content because you're not you're not you're hurting your listeners. You're hurting listeners. So that's one thing. Put it in every single node. Uh, thing number two is, what about depth? How much content should I put out there, Evo? So I was just checking. You know, there, there used to be a thing. There used to be a thing in podcasting that said, once you get a, your RSS feed over a certain size, then it has problems updating. Th those are gone. For all points, for everything I can think of, for everything I've looked at, that's flat out gone. I just checked a couple of shows that I know have almost a thousand episodes, and every single one of those episodes is in Apple Podcasts and is in Spotify. I found them. They're all there. There's no limitation, no practical limitation anymore on how big a feed can be. There might be some challenges. There might be some services that aren't ingesting everything properly that might choke on really, really big feeds. But realistically, there's nothing stopping the people, there's nothing stopping the biggest platforms out there from listing every single piece of your content. So depth-wise, you should do as much as you possibly can. Why? Why not? Which brings me to number three. Number three, you might want to control the selection. Now, I don't know about you, but when I got started doing this many, many moons ago, I was a very different podcaster than I am today. So some of that original content might be interesting for hardcore fans, but I would hate to see somebody's brand new pop into episode number one of Podcast Pontifications, which was 24 minutes long, and me rambling in a car, and think that is indicative of the show itself today, because it's not. It's very different. So you might working podcaster, you might want to make some, some strategic decisions about what content 
to have. You can put everything. Should you put everything? I don't know. Only you can answer that question. Some options you can do is make multiple feeds. Maybe take some of that content that was old and get it off of your RSS feed and store it somewhere else and give access to hardcore fans. Maybe. That's a possibility. I know a podcaster who, this was a couple years ago, took his old content, burned it on CD, and then would mail that to his hardcore fans that said, hey, what happened to that first season, the stuff you did back in 2004? Because he didn't want the public to see it, but he could control that. When you think about controlling distribution, do it strategically. Do it. That's the whole point of today's episode. Be strategic in how your distribution takes place. Make sure that it's everywhere, that your show itself is everywhere. That's number one, all the possible nodes. Understand that you can put as much content. There is no practical limitations worth speaking of in 2019 on how much content you should put out. But thirdly, be strategic. Think about it. If it's not representative of your show and your brand today, well, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't need it out there. Hey, that's completely up to you. Now, if you are a business or you are a professional service provider and you're thinking, wow, I could really use somebody this smart to come help me do that, oh, wait, guess what? I can help you too. It's what I do. I launch podcasts for businesses and keep them running all over the world. Suite of services designed to keep them out of the weeds. I'm their in-house, but really outsourced podcasting department. Me and the team of people that I work with. So get in touch. Evo at podcastlaunch.pro reaches me. You can go to podcastlaunch.pro to check out all of the services I offer to my clients. And I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe 
has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.